FreshFMNigeria.com or download Fresh 107.9 FM on Play Store. Fresh FM. Hearing the best makes you feel your best.
very good morning to you from Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkota. Yes, this is Freshly Pressed. My name is Rolake Bello Derindi. And you already know, in the building with me this morning is the one, the only, Hakeem Kareem. Just give me my bed again. <laughs> Don't, don't scope me. No, it's okay. Don't worry. I'm sending it to you. You know Send now, uh, digital currency. That's the only thing we spend. If, if now. They, I don't want that currency. Give me cash. Naira, Naira, and Kobo. Right now. But we cash. What no, is digital no, currency? We'll discuss. You this, want we'll to discuss. you block my account. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I like giving guys money, so I'll give you birthday present because I know you, you like giving guys money, especially guys Why? like you. You're generous. If I give you one thousand for your birthday present, you end up spending like ten thousand on me. Okay. <laughs> so don't is worry. It, your is it, is it a transactional gift? It's not. It's a gift knowing that it's coming Gifts back. Gifts will go without <laughs> any hope of coming back now. Yes, now. It's not that I'm hoping it will come back. It's just in your nature. It will come back. <laughs> just give me the gift. Whether it will come back or not. Okay. I'll get you a gift. No problem. Good morning. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, morning. And we are back. Yes, our yes. Our welcome people. Wally had fought for us on Last Tuesday week. and Thursday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I trust nice everybody's doing good. We're happy to be back. Yes, let's track our first story on the show this morning. It's from the Punch newspaper, and the heading reads, Attempt on Autumn, Risky for Nigeria's Existence. Nigeria inched nearer a grave risk of an imminent eruption after vicious gunmen, suspected to be ethnic militia, attempted a brazen assassination on Benue State Governor Samuel Autumn. In another unmistakable escalation of insecurity at the highest level, about 15 gunmen waylaid the governor on his farm between Boko and the state capital, Makodi, on Saturday. Autumn credited his security team for repelling the daylight attack, stating that he had to run for 1.5 kilometers to escape the sophisticated armed attackers. This is a premeditated attempt to reduce the policies of the governor to rubble. Swiftly, the perpetrators of the impunity should be brought to book to send a clear message that violent non-state actors have stepped beyond their bounds. It is well known that the governor has been having a running battle with Fulani herdsmen who, on the pretext of open grazing, have been committing heinous crimes in the state and across the country. At the height of the atrocities, Autumn spearheaded a state law in 2017 that prescribed ranching and banned open grazing. The headsmen resisted the law, but the governor stood firm. As usual, the federal government in whose custody rests the security of the country has responded with lethargy to this premeditated attack. Predictably, the president, Mohamed Buhari, has ordered a probe in Nigeria. A probe is a euphemism for deliberate delaying tactics and a substitute for effective problem solving. The attack suggests strongly that some groups are taking Nigeria's corporate existence for granted. It represents a grave threat to the country's fragile fabric. At this stage, insecurity is the most divisive element in the country's um, fascial polity. Once again, it is threatening the very foundation of the country, something not envisaged after the bitter Nigerian civil war of 1967 to 70 primarily because the buhari regime is living in denial and playing politics with security the story goes on to say that banditry has now surpassed the Boko Haram insurgency as the main security challenge in the country. Quelling this violence which threatens the country's corporate existence, devastates the people and inflicts lasting harm on the country's delicate social fabric and economy should be met on head because it has introduced a very delicate twist to a bloody game. It was called calculated assassination plot to silence a sitting governor purely in furtherance of an ethnic agenda. Really, the implications are too scary. It demonstrates beyond argument that insecurity has reached a level never seen before in Nigeria where a governor would be attacked by assassins in broad daylight. I'm going to stop right there. You can read the rest of this story. It's on the Punch newspaper and the heading reads, Attempt on Autumn, Risky for Nigeria's Existence. And it's by the Punch's editorial board. 
Yes, talk now. <laughs> well, what's there to say? I'm just, you know, shocked. Like, I'm always shocked when we get reports. Shock. Shocked. Something shocks you in Nigeria. It, uh, this, the, the attacks are getting more brazen. And the governor said he had to work, walk for about 1.5 kilometers. I can't even imagine, you know, what he went through. The governor is... No, I think... Uh, I'm not shocked. I, I've told you a long time ago, for my mental strength, for my mental health, for my mental balance, for my psychological balance. And I advise a lot of Nigerians to... They'll probably learn from me. Don't be shocked by anything. Just uh, just take it in, in, in stride. Just take it as it comes. Be ready for it. And then, so that uh, you could uh, you could be alive when things are better, you know? So that before soccer comes, you will not be having some other medical issues. And now, this is the thing for me. We discussed this about the excessive yesterday. A lot of people were trying to pick old in the autumn story. And uh, people were saying, oh, he's doing, he's, 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 he's doing it to seek attention. He's doing it uh, to to get, gather support uh, or sympathy. He's doing it to show that oh, things are, are terrible. But I, I, I refuse to agree. I know, I know Nigerian politicians are good in showmanship. I know Nigerian politicians are good in theatrics. I know Nigerian politicians are experts in optics of issues and not, um, not the substance. But I shudder to conclude or agree that the Nigerian government will do that deliberately, will set up that, a, a, a movie scene, uh, just to do, for whatever reason. I'm sure this actually happened. I'm sure the, those men will have uh, probably killed him if not for 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 a security operatives and you know at that point the standard uh, security procedure is to evacuate him some people are saying oh, why did they shoot back at them why did they do this at, the, at that point their primary objective was to protect their principal evacuating for that place mm. you know and maybe uh, uh do any other thing after them and so the man has said oh, did i walk one five kilometers somebody said how did you do one five kilometers you know a lot of very funny questions and the, that the, the, that you are now turning the victim you are, you are now victimizing the, the victim. victim you are not saying oh prove beyond reasonable doubt you that are picking holes you should pick holes and tell us why you think it didn't happen mm. but then above all the most important thing for me is that if the governor of the state with the with, with the security apparatus, with the security men, and uh, that, that moves with him, uh, and in a state like Benue State, could be subjected to that harrowing experience of having to walk on for his dear life. Then, well, okay, you and I, the common man on this side of the road of the of, of the divide, then you can know what will have been the fate of a common man mm. if it had been a common man, because up to fifteen men fully armed and ready to take on well trained. Military men, mm-hmm. policemen, mm-hmm. mobile men, mobile men, men of, probably men of DSS were there, soldiers could have been there, and actually took took them up. Not fear, not not scared of the consequences of being captured or or, or, or losing their lives. Then you should know that the security situation has reached a worrisome level that um I think uh, I, I I doubt if they are really in control of it. And it seems the more we talk about these things, the 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 the, 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 the more recalcitrant if I can use that word the Nigerian government is you rarely even hear them making any comment about it we hear the Mr. President saying oh there should be investigations but like you and I know where these investigations will end mm. there are almost investigations that have been doomed to be inconclusive before they are even started do you, do you understand now uh, what can we do to help the security situation are you going to continue to lament and lament and lament the other day in Adwekiti just mm. a few days ago they went inside the woman's house knocked on her door mm. She came out and she was taken away. 
Now it's not as if you know, you know, the other day we were going to a kitty for uh, a party, right? Mm-hmm. And I told you I was going to see you on the road mm-hmm. going and coming. Now that's on the expressway. We're scared. But now people cannot even sleep in the comfort of their house with their two eyes closed. People are scared. The other day in Ibadan, we had that issue of where some people went to kill, shoot cat at cattle, at cows, mm. and then there was a letter that some people were coming to to avenge with the lives of humans for the life of the cows. cows. Do you understand? Until the second stepped in, paid for the cattle, and that was the tension. You can realize that on unnecessary and unfortunately, some people are proving too recalcitrant for the Nigerian system. And instead of the Nigerian security agencies and the Nigerian government to face them headlong, we have more of uh, English, English, English. Shoot at sight, shoot on sight, shoot whatever. <laughs> and we have not seen anybody being shot. Rather, what we are seeing is that people who are fighting for their rights. As a lacuna that the leadership has created, as a lacuna, as, uh, as a result of the lacuna that leadership has created, I don't want to mention names. Mm. As people are now being victimized, mm. they are being relayed, they are being. I don't understand. And you now have the government that keeps referring to these terrorists as uh, insurgents or what's that name that uh, that Sheikh Gumi asked us to use for them. So I think Nigerian Mr. President and uh, I, I think the this defense defense chiefs are. Trying to do better. I think they are talking to the press. They are they are raising hopes. They are talking to people. They are, they are, but we need to see more. We need to see more. We need to see less of talk, more of action. We need to see action. We need to see the men of Nigerian police, the men of Nigerian army, the combined armed forces doing more to protect the people. We need to see more use of intelligence. We need to see more use of uh, technology in fighting uh, uh, these heinous crimes. You have issue of kidnapping. There was one on our station a few weeks ago and uh, the calls were made over a period of 10 days and no security agency was able to track or locate or geolocate where those calls were coming from. Is it that the DSS is so incapacitated, does not have the capacity, even at the state level? Mm. We don't even talk about the local government level. I know there's DSS in every ward of Nigeria. Let's even forget about the local government level. Are you saying that the various headquarters or is it just to Protect, Mr. President, the prince, the ministers, the governors. Is that the essence of the DSS? The Nigerian Army Intelligence, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. You see, I think what we now have is not just a failure of leadership. It's a failure of leadership across different strata, from political, probably religious, and majorly security. I, I will not say that the uh, rank and file are not doing their best. Mm-hmm. But the but people... Leadership. The leadership. The other day, uh, Mr. Mungunu was talking about someone $1 billion being misappropriated or not being... Uh, that, that's, they, they didn't see the equipment. Only later, someone is going to say, oh, he was misquoted. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they say misquoted. Somebody talk in plain Aousa. <laughs> that we could understand. That we could, that, yes, and you now make him go and say that he was misquoted. But if he was misquoted, show us the equipment that $1 billion was used to procure. Show us, where, show us where they have been deployed. Show us what result they have brought on the Nigerian people. You see, I think Mr. President has a lot to do because even behind this issue of insecurity is is issues of corruption. Money not getting where it's intended to. Money for armament, hardware. Just the same way we complain about uh, the other people in the Jonathan government. The same thing is happening now. Hmm. And when it repeats itself, you know what it becomes? It becomes a tragedy. I hope this is not this is not this head tragically. 
Very sad indeed. All over the papers, most of the stories are, you know, bordering around security, insecurity, and, you know, what, you know, various states and the government, federal government at large, are trying to do to ensure that, you know, people regain their freedom in cases where abductions have occurred and just general security and insecurity issues across the country. Let's take a break from that momentarily and track this story coming out of Ogun State. You can find it on the Punch newspaper and the heading reads, Why dumped PDP for APC? Says Benga Daniel. A former governor of Ogun State, Benga Daniel, had given reasons for dumping the People's Democratic Party for the ruling All Progressives Congress. According to the ex-governor, he defected to APC because of too many options offered by the party. Daniel said this after meeting the president, Mohamed Buhari, on Monday, alongside a former Speaker of the House of Representatives, Dimiji Bankoli, at the presidential villa Abuja. The two politicians who hail from Ogun State recently joined the ruling All Progressives Congress. They were led to the meeting with the president by Chairman, Keteka Extraordinary Convention Planning Committee of the APC, and Governor of Yobe, Maimala Buni, Governors of Jigawa State, Mohamed Badaru, and Kebi Atiku Baguda. Bagudu. Daniel said, why APC? There are too many options at the party. One thing is sure that we are going through health and economic challenges. We must do less of political contestations and give support, he said. One thing that is for sure is that the entire world is going through challenges that are global challenges, economic challenges, health challenges. And when you are in a situation like this, as I usually opined, we should do less of partisan contestation. All of us must come together to support whoever is in power. Hmm. And what we have decided to do is to come and give our support to the president so that jointly we can continuously navigate the country. That is what is relevant. And that's the story coming out of Ogun State, coming from Benga Daniels. Why dumped PDP for APC? I see that he was welcomed by his father-in-law. <laughs> to Ogun State. The governor of Kebi State was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Hmm. So what are the, what are the issues for you well, here? The issues I'm just thinking no issue really politicians are constantly cross carpeting. Um no surprises. I don't think um former governor of Ogun State is going to attempt to run to be in governor of Ogun State again. Of course not, so, constitutionally. Now the thing for me is this. Um uh, Chief Gwenga Daniel or Tuma Gwenga Daniel. He said he was he retired. I don't like that. No, no, politicians can say anything. Politicians <laughs> can greet you good evening as we are talking now. And some people would have given him a word for retirement. And some people will say, and He's some back people in justify them on social media they'll say yes you don't know it's evening in japan maybe it's in japan you know and they'll rationalize it for you and if you are not careful they'll they will drink you into believing that you even don't know what you're saying yeah. now like it is the point for me i i i i i, I think um governor is just being the typical nigerian politician the typical nigerian politician tells you one and i ten. He said many options. We mm. didn't tell us those options. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell us those, whether those options were for the betterment of the people of Nigeria's or interest personal or betterment. personal benefit mm. or his own personal interest. Don't forget that this man was the director general of the Article Campaign Organization or played a very key major role in the Article Campaign Organization as a PDP person. And even during the last election, there were a lot of uh, insinuation that he was uh, one leg in, one leg out. Mm. You know what they call wrong with the hair hell hunt with the hunter in the night you know and uh, in my opinion he has just done what a typical nigerian politician can do so he should they shouldn't he should not attempt to rub it on us intellectually by proving to us that he did this in the interest of the people well, like i tell you when politicians take their decisions the people are number 100 <laughs> number 100 on the lineup of reasons one to 99 is their own pecuniary most times usually peculiar benefits of 
continue to live on the system, inability to live outside patronage of government. Mm. You see, that is key. Most of our politicians, including ex-governors, the ostentatious lifestyle, they, they could live while they were in government, while they were uh, close to government. They cannot live outside government and they always have to be either in the corridors of power or at the windows, peeping around. They can't come to the normal life you and I can live. They can't live on their normal normal, uh, normal expenditure. And so whatever is going to take them, whatever challenge they are going to bring, many options. What options? Mm. This is a time that people are crying that the, in the more than 40 years of Nigerian independence, there has not been a steady four or five years or three years that could be described as worse than this. Mm. Not even during the 1993 period when and the June 12 election was annulled, not even during the Apache period. The tension during the Apache period was not even as worse as this because then people knew who was behind the killings. But now you have insecurity, you have economic issues. The other day we are getting because of unemployment of 33.7%, percent, uh, unemployability rate of 40-something percent. You, the statistics are grim. And then that's the time you choose to migrate. Well, like, let me tell you the truth. Mm. If I go into politics next month, mm. there's a high likelihood I join the APC or the PDP. Okay. And just like I said, I will create reasons, logical reasons, why to justify to my yeah. action. But deep in my heart, deep in my heart, if I remove the need to be involved with it, people in government. If I remove the need to be in a party that's likely to win the election, I will tell you there's nobody who can actually justify being a member of the APC in Nigeria today. I have very close friends, you know that. Very close friends in the PAPC who are in the system. But in their sober, quiet time, they tell Even you... They will acknowledge, they will acknowledge that, whole. Oh, I You know, but then, King Kasigbo, you know when the say King Kasigbo? You know that I, 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 what, what, what should be said that oh I, at the critical time we we we, we left the scene or we we, we quit because the the challenge were insurmountable. Mm. So what we got there now? I wish all the best in the future endeavors. And it's just like what the Nigerian people to determine who are their people, who are the people that are in politics because of them, or who are the people that are politics that continue to cross carpet. Crisscross. I think there's one uh, chocolate. Group and there's chocolate. Chocolate. Uh, crisscross. Crisscrossing. Crisscrossing. But like they say, this is uh, the time of Kilimanjaro uh, Kilimanjaro football now. When they buy players. Transfer season. Transfer season. Yes, this so transfer season. The window 20, is open. 2023 is, uh, is approaching. <laughs> yes, you see, see some people that will say because of other uh, options, they are going to one party. Mm. And close to the election, they, they don't they, get what, what they, they want, want they, they go they, 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 to, another, to party. another party. And that is the bane on albatros of, of the, the politics, politics. The policies of underdevelopment and chronic underdevelopment of the economy and uh, where even people cannot aspire to their dreams because of the uh, structures that we have. Unfortunately, people who should talk for the people are too busy trying to be comfortable according to the ostentatious lifestyle they have imbibed. Still on Ogun State, this one, we just spoke about the APC, let's talk about the PDP. Yeah, same same. same. Six and a half a dozen. <laughs> Saraki Panel reconciles PDP factions in Ogun. The Senator Bukola Saraki led People's Democratic Party Reconciliation and Strategy Committee has announced a breakthrough in its efforts to reconcile feuding factions in Ogun State. It said efforts to resolve the over 10-year-long political feud between a faction of the party loyal to the late Senator Buruji Kashamu and the other loyal to Ladiadi Butsu have yielded fruits on Thursday. This was contained in a statement titled Buruji Kashamu Adebutu Groups in PDP Reconcile, which was signed by the Secretary of the Committee, Linus Okori. Okori said, I'm directed by the chairman of the PDP National Reconciliation and Strategy Committee, Dr. Abubakar Bukola Saraki, to announce that today the committee has successfully concluded the resolution of decade-old crisis in Ogun State chapter of the PDP. 
This crisis that has lingered on for the past 10 years between the groups led by Liberoji Kashamu and Honorable Ladi Adibutu, with each of them instituting different court cases, obtaining injunctions and dissolving executive committees, these actions have combined to weaken the party in the state and made many people believe that the differences would never be resolved. The crisis is, as a matter of fact, responsible for the loss of the PDP in the state during the past three general elections. I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story in detail from the Punch newspaper and the heading reads Saraki panel reconciles PDP factions in Ogun. So it turns out they've been worrying, worrying factions for the past decade, as they put it. And if they're going to stand any chance against the ruling party in Ogun states right now, I guess reconciliation is a step in the right direction. But something tells me that with Nigerian politicians, it doesn't really mean anything. And they need to also get to get rid of their moles. You can imagine somebody like Ben Gadane was in the PDP a few weeks ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and probably his body was in the PDP. Mm. and his mind was with the APC mm. and you could have known what atrocities you could have committed uh, uh, quietly mm-hmm. you know and so I think when, when these politicians talk of uh, uh, interest interest I see if they allow the system to work if they allow the rules that they have set to work uh, then one person will not be in total control of the structures of the party no matter how strong you are no matter who you are whether you are the son of a rich man whether you are a, a, a governor or a former governor or an aspiring governor the rules should be made to work so all these things will continue all this will continue as long as, long as it's always uh, winner takes all. As, as long as it's a total, uh, total sum game mm. where you win and you win everything and the people who lose, lose everything, everything and go home empty-handed, then they want to fight back. They want to... But when then when our system of policy is not restructured, when our system of governance is not restructured, we have this situation where everybody wants to get to power at all costs because they know the only viable industry in Nigeria, well, like you and I know this, the only viable industry in Nigeria, viable that when you go in there, mm. they're going to come out like 50 times richer or 100 times richer, is that is politics. And this is money that should have been used for our development, mm. for provision of critical infrastructure, mm. of health care, for education, for, for set uh, set future investment in tourism. The, uh, the, the uh, Dubai government is creating a nice city compliant city for 2050. The Saudi Arabian government is creating another city that will totally ICT based in the next 20 years. We what, just want our existing what are, cities we, to what, what are we doing? We don't even need new city. The do, ones do, we do, have, do we you, want them to do, work. Do you understand? Yeah. And now, <laughs> while, while the other people are talking of um, uh, noble moves, mm. we are talking of existential needs. Basic existential that's, that's needs of housing, of accommodation, of healthcare, of education. Just basic necessities of life that could have been said to be human rights. Exactly. That the moment... Yes, that, human that the moment you have, you have been born are your rights, access to healthcare, but now they have become privileges. And how did we get to this stage? It's because of the political class, the PDP people, the APC people, and unfortunately, like you know the truth. Mm. If you and I were to join the policies today, if you are not in any of these two parties, I tell you, we will not be taken seriously. Mm. I put up a post that, oh, Abekuta South, World 5, I'm coming for politics, <laughs> advice. And the advice we put in was, Join PDP, join APC. Forget about the third force because mm. there's no third force. But like you and I know that without a third force, there'll be a party that's based on ideology. Mm-hmm. There'll be a party that will be pro people, that will have compassion for the people, that will seek to serve the people, mm. not self service. 
You and I know that we're going nowhere as a nation. So when they talk PDP, when they talk APC, I thought I even want to say we should blacklist them. We should not talk about them on radio. We should not talk. We should not dignify them with, uh, with, our, the with our attention. Like problem too, because some of, as you put it, the third force, fourth force, fifth force. We have over eighty other political parties who turn up on the ballot papers too, but we the voters still go and pick. That my event. I put up that post. It's mm. still there. I can share it again. Okay. And I got more than eighty comments on it. Yeah. And uh, most of the comments were Akib. Someone even say go to APC because of this reason. Some go to PDP, PDP for that because of the reason. And the position was clear: don't go to any third force party because no third force party will get anything right. Yeah. So the Nigerian people are already fixated psychologically and stuck on the APC and the PDP with the APC and the PDP. So we're running a two-party system. <laughs> we we are running a multi-party system. We, now, we created a multi-party system. We, we, we are realistically running a two-party system. Yes. You know, and we are we are considering the political space to these two parties, so that no matter how good my objectives are, if you cannot get in. And you know what somebody said to me? I came go there and I'll spend. And I was wondering how? I'll spend. That's another thing. I'll spend how? Politics in this country is too expensive. And you said something. If you are going to have to outspend when you get in there, of course you are going you to, have to recoup. And that's and how. I'll steal. Yes, it's a vicious. That cycle, is that is that is the reality. Which needs so, to make it less attractive. Well, like I, actually, if I had my way, most I would not talk APC PDP on on our. Let's just what look. What can we do? Those are the leaders in we're, power. We're, Those we're, are we're, the people. We are stuck. Are we also stuck to discuss them? We have to. We have to. That's how we create sensitization. How do we talk for, about the for leaders? The people. For the people, not about the parties. Are the people not what the Quran calls sukumum okumuyu bukum? Deaf, dumb, and blind. You can't talk about it. No. No, let me let me put it to you. How do you admonish a person who is deaf? Hmm. You cannot hear. Who is dumb? Cannot talk. Who is blind? You cannot direct him. Hmm. That is, unfortunately, I may be wrong, and I hope people will forgive me for this. That is the, in my own words, that is the representation of the Nigerian voting class. People who are deaf to 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 the people listen. They, they, they were here in this country in 2015 to 2019 and they still voted the way they voted in 2019. And I'm telling you, in 2023, the voting patterns will not change. I, I and they are blind. They have seen things going wrong. They, but they will justify, they will rationalize that after all, it's no worse than 60, 60 years of PDP. Mm. As if we should, we should try to equate uh, hopelessness. <laughs> as if we should try to, to attain the same level of uh, despondency. Do you understand? I thought it's good things that we should match. That Rolaka I'm brilliant. I, you are more brilliant than me. I'll try to. I tell people a lot. Oh, Rolaka speaks good English. I wish I could speak that diction. I, you know, look out for positives. But when people are saying, yes, this guy was worse than this, under Jonathan, now, what are you saying? They are coming So it's we negative, negative. We compare. Mm. We, when you benchmark, you benchmark with positive things, not negative things. But we now have people comparing seven or eight years of APC and six years of. Uh, the 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 PD administration in the negative indices, not in the positive indices. So are those people not blind? Hmm. Are they not deaf? You you might be right. I don't. Know. You might be right. That's maybe, my view. I don't. Maybe, I don't even have to be right. It's just my opinion. The people we are talking about are also traumatized and are victims of the system. That's on one side. So where would the help the, come the from? The people that I'm upset about are the many more that don't even participate in election process. At least these ones come out. The same seventy million odd people come out every year. Well, two hundred million people. If you say the seventy million that come out to vote are deaf, blind, and can't walk and cripple. Then the other two hundred million, I'll be the other hundred and thirty. If they were participating, perhaps we can, you know, shake. Well, I can do you, well, exactly. So I want to fight since, since nineteen ninety nine. I agree with you. Since nineteen ninety nine, 
the people who register to vote, mm. who refuse to vote in the presidential election, mm. could actually elect their own president. Mm. Do you yes, understand? Yes, yes, we had like seventy something million voters, yes. and then the total vote we get is twenty five like million. And then you mean that the people that stayed away, that registered to vote, that okay, move it, but probably they vote, they register for other reasons. They register for other reasons. Easy for ID card, ID card, <laughs> bank. Some people when they want to go to the schools, they they they, they see, and then those people are able to vote, elect their president. So you who stay away from governorship election are able to produce another governor. So in a way. Technically speaking, we have been electing presidents and governors that were elected by a minority that is a majority. Yeah, yeah, because they are the only ones willing to participate. Do you understand? And that's what will happen. And so those people, people that, that stay away, what's in the situation? We'll keep choosing those that are going to rule over you and your future generations. I was my friend yesterday. If you do not participate. Remember that, and this I'm saying to the youth especially, if you leave it only to the elderly to participate and go out on election day to vote, people that won't be here will be the ones helping to make decisions that will affect you in 20 years, in 30 years, affect your children as well. So don't care, don't act like oh there's nothing we can do. That's like just the system. Oh, apathy has set in. Even if I vote, it can't make any difference. So you do not vote. You are part of the problem, and that's why the system is stuck, and we are stuck the way it is. Even it was part of the problem. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Way. I agree. If you are just completely, but you talk about it on social media, you are loudest when you're in the beer parlor. You scream about it in the market, but come election day, you stay in your house and you observe on television. That is disgraceful. We need to do better as a people. Young, old, it doesn't really matter as long as you are of voting age. Why are you not participating? But yet you complain if they increase taxes or if we are discussing national issues forgetting that you can be part of what fixes or changes certain situations. It only takes one vote to make a difference. It's 7.34 on the clock. We're going to open up the studio line so you can start to participate. If you want to call us, you can call us on 080-3322-1079-09078-1079. And on Twitter, drop comments at FreshFM Ibad, Abel Kuta. Yes, I was trying to take you to Oyo for a second there, but I'm here in Abel Kuta. And you can call us on Fresh FM Abel Kuta on any of those numbers I just shared. The numbers once again are 80 1079 And on Twitter, it's at Fresh FM Abel Kuta. Those are the numbers to dial if you want to be part of the conversation. I've got one or two more stories I'd like to share this morning, um, but I don't want it to all be doom and gloom stories. This one is coming out of the Vanguard newspaper and it's from the parents of the abducted Kaduna um, forestry students. They say Elrify, they're giving Elrify 48 hours to rescue their their students, basically the 39 students that are still, you know, with their abductors. Parents of the abducted students of the Federal College of Forestry Mechanization, Mando, in Igabi, local government area of Kaduna State, yesterday issued a 48-hour ultimatum to the state and federal governments to rescue their children. The grieving parents, however, at a briefing, appealed to the United Nations, Nigeria Bar Association, Academic Staff Union of Universities, well-meaning Nigerians, and world leaders to prevail on the state and federal governments to speedily rescue their children from bandits. Recall that on March 11, 2020, large number of bandits invaded FCFM Mando in Igabi local government area and kidnapped the students. On March 13, a viral video where the students were seen crying and appealing to the government to pay 500 million naira demanded by the bandits as ransom for their release. 
I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story from the Vanguard newspaper, Kaduna Abduction. Parents give federal government a rufai 48 hours to rescue 39 students. Very sad. Yes, the parents are apprehensive. Maybe they have not heard anything from the government, but I'm sure... I know Governor Rufai is a very proactive person. I'm sure he understands what it means to be a parent. Uh, he understands what it means to have a child missing. You know, and I'm sure we... He will be, be on it. Maybe they have not. Uh, intera- the government has not interacted with the with, with the parents for them to know what is happening. Um, it's a very painful thing, particularly in a country where some people were kidnapped years ago. Mm-hmm. Until today, they are nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you can you can uh, justify the apprehension these parents are going through. Mm-hmm. And so I think the Kadasi the, government should also engage these parents to let them know what they are doing without uh, without revealing the strategies in a way that will not jeopardize the safety of those of those people that are kidnapped. It's a terrible situation that all, we, all the government has to think of now is security, emergency situation and uh, you know the business of governance is even left unattended to mm-hmm. in the in the in the attempt to safeguard the people. Uh, you know, now the other day was Niger State, later was Afara State, now it's Kaduna State. God knows where where the next place will be, and I think we need to do more. Cause I really wonder how these bandits are able to come in undetected, no security reports, guess who prevent it? They come in, they get the students, and they go away mm. millions, um, many kilometers. Nobody apprehends them, and you and I know that in this city, you can really travel ten kilometers even the dead of the night without being stopped by policemen. So, so in, in some part of Ibadan, even Abeokuta, wherever. But now, when this this happen, this happen, I see it seems the the, the vamoose will vanish into thin air. Or maybe they are using some magical or mystical powers. <laughs> we really need to get to the root of this. And uh, I think we need to pay more attention to the issue of community policing. Policing should be, uh, security should be taken to units that you can be sure that what is happening in this local government, mm. we can prevent. Uh, uh, and when uh, when is going into a, into a terrain, a community, they know them. And, and the, the people need to be involved in the security, and that's why this is one of my issues with the president of the Yes, the constitution says federal policing, but the reality is that you can use an executive order to recreate what form of policing we need. Give more powers to the governors, let the governors have more powers to deploy troops from the mm. police, from the army. You know, hoping that they will also not misuse them. Mm. But if we talk of misuse, doesn't the Nigerian federal government also misuse its powers? You know, but then in my opinion, we should think out of the box to solve this security situation because. As we get closer to 2023, it's becoming more brazen and uh, apparently shows to us that we need to pay more attention to it, this issue of insecurity in Nigeria. I want to track some of the comments we have on Twitter, but before we get into that, let's take our first call on the show. Hello, good morning. Yes, my name is Taiwo, calling from Abelkuta here. Nice to have you on the show, Taiwo from Abelkuta. Welcome. Yes, I believe that everybody must be a stakeholder in securing this country hmm. because our security agencies have been totally overstretched. Hmm. Yes, I believe that the best way to end this issue of insurgency, you know, Boko Haram and what have you is by, you know, tackling the issue of gun running. People are importing, you know, firearms from the diaspora. And look at my sister. Go to the north. The borders are very, very porous. Hmm. They must work on our borders in the north. He said we will be parabolating and beating about the bush. And secondly, those of us that criticize Buhari, we cannot manage a business center. I know somebody that criticized Buhari, he cannot manage a peer parlor. I'm telling you, so it is easier said than done. 
and you too, therefore. Mm. So when we are criticizing the government, we must do it constructively. Mm. Mm. And lastly, my sister. Mm. Uh, hello? I'm with you. Go ahead, sir. Yes. Mr. Taiwo, we can hear you. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate your contribution. If you can call us back, we'll appreciate. Hello, good morning. So good morning, Rolake. Good morning. Happy belated birthday to my brother, Akin Karim. God bless you. I'm waiting for my kick. Um <laughs> let me say this. Uh, uh, on autumn, mm. I think who are those that attack Autumn. Autumn was able to identify those people that they were Fulani, Esmeralds, so or whatever. But till date, have we been able to name them terrorist organization? These people we call Fulani, Esmeralds. I wonder what type of probe or investigation requires that uh, Buhari wanted to do now than to be quick, to be quick, not to be lethargic, to be quick at those people and then get to those axes where those people are hiding. We had their blade ambush for that man. I wonder if autumn a governor will be probably molested, harassed by those people like that. How big that somebody who doesn't even have a uh, um, amount of um, DSS or whatever police, they will have killed such individual. And that's the reason why our farmers now have run out of uh, opportunity they have on their farms to probably give us more rights. And the, the people in the National Assembly are now telling us that they will jail those people that probably import rice. I wonder. You see, I think Buhari should be able to face Adam with integrity now as a president who lives and probably likes and doesn't want to continue to cross his leg in Asurop to make sure that his impact is felt now than before. So that this thing will be probably put into the, to be behind, uh, behind us. We cannot continue like this as a nation. We are in security. We continue to mount a kind of ugly face at us. It's not good. I tell that about people that are jumping from one political party to other. It's just because uh, APC has compromised. They are not ready to show that they have interest of the people. And that's why they are absorbing some other people. Let me tell you, APC has lost it. There is no reason why people that are greedy, conventions will continue to run from one political party to the other. It's just because of their own interest. I say bad owner for democracy. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Kaede. From Abel Kusa, you are appreciated. Oftentimes, when people condemn one particular political party, I try and, you know, cast my mind back and think, okay, wait, APC. But who are the people there? At some point, some of them were in PDP. At some point, the ones in PDP were in APC. Aren't they one and the same? It's actually APDC. One party. It's one universal set. It just migrates to success within within the universal set. Football. Sometimes they are wearing blue. Sometimes they are wearing red. That's just the way it works. It's all one and the same. Almost all of them have been in one or the other at one point or another. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Roland. Good morning, Roland. Good morning, my dear brother. Good morning, Paul. I'm calling from Abel Welcome, Mr. Polony. It's a pleasure to Thank have you. you here, sir. Great to hear your voice again. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, I totally agree with my brother, Kim Karim. One million dollars to, to back up our military would have overwhelmed the Boko Haram and all other mm, insurgents mm. if it was properly used. <laughs> I, I, like I've always said, I, I served in this military, and I know this military. It gets better by the day. 
they are so wonderful. They they are capable. Hmm. Except if there is no political will to back them up. Hmm. There is nothing they can do if there is no political will to back them up. You can see some of their rickety logistics that they, they use in fighting the, 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 the insurgents. Hmm. Only recently I've seen some good uh, armored vehicles, good uh, good armored tanks that they are using to back them up. So uh, I, I still believe the military is capable. All they need is that political will. I I, I was laughing when Akin said this is the period, period of uh, what did you call it? The That's fascism. I give you a good Ah, you made my day. That is just the truth. When they said to that, which I know. ドクターポ。ファイナルディファイクロス。ディファイクファイリーブユプリーズ。アラウミディ。え、ピポイチャージオフビアパロオウカノットフロムビアパロ。ディアブノビジネスノンノカゴメントノカペニトロンステイ。
Church of God, Region 32, with headquarters in Adibe Abeokuta, invite us to a monthly program titled Hour of Possibility. The March edition will be on the 24th of March 2021. The theme is An Answer of Peace. The time is 5 p.m. Ministry is the pastor in charge of Region 32 and other ministers of God. As you come, God will give you an answer of peace. Jesus is Lord.
Fulani Bolao from Mr. Gavile. Yeah, I want to go straight to that uh, autumn uh, saga because I call it saga because uh, it's uh, I think for a couple of uh, years that we've been in existence as in as a country Nigeria, uh, the insecurity has not been you know, a, a kind of total challenges you know that we are having now. You understand? Now? So uh, and if you could remember, uh, there was a particular time I think a couple of uh, weeks ago that uh, we had that uh, 44 uh, farmers are, uh, you know, killed in the farm. You understand? Know, just that kind of scenario that just to your call to the governor. You understand? Know, but it's quite unfortunate that our IGP, you know, the way he always say that the governors are one of the, you know, problems that maybe they are not, you know, uh, cooperate with him. You understand? Know, so I don't know how it's going to be easy for the governor to cooperate with them because they are the source of their information and they cannot protect their information. You understand now? So I think the security operatives, they should extend their work you understand, by protecting, you know, the number one citizen. I mean, the number one, uh, how am I going to put it? I mean, the governor. You understand now? That's the, 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 the chief security of, of the state. And they want to be apprehended that way. You understand? Now? So this is absurd. I just want us to have that at the back of our mind that is uh, like like we say, you know, everybody has his own opinion. You know, the country that we are now, if you cannot tell the government what is good, you know, it's absolutely a cheat on you as a citizen because you know the right thing to do, but you did not do it at the right time. You understand? Now? So I just want uh, all this uh, insurgency and all those things. I think they should carry out, I mean, the security operatives, unlike the new uh, service chiefs now, I see them like a, a hard-working people, you understand? But not really, ordinarily, you know, making an action. It's important, you understand? Not just talking. They should do action. Like that money that they, 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 we had the other time, that they said, oh, uh, uh, the ammunition money, that, okay, we misquote them, you understand? Okay, if it's a misquote, they should recruit a new equipment for the military to work to work thank you very much good morning thank you so much for your contribution you are appreciated it's 7.55 on the clock and this is fresh 107.9 fm at belkuta we're out of time i don't know if i can take one last call 30 seconds maximum hello good morning good morning madam good morning to you ma'am oh lady caller yeah my last caller as well welcome on the show yeah your yeah, name please and your location from Lagos. Nice to have you on the show, ma'am. Yes, Let's have I agree, sir. This is for Mr. Kip Karim, too. Oh, I enjoy ma'am. your analysis. See, you, you said it all, and I align with all what you have said. I thank you so much. I appreciate you this morning. What I want to say is, President Buhari should act fast and apprehend this criminal. It's quite too sad hmm. in uh, Benway State. That is all what I want to say. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, ma'am. We appreciate you. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And with that, we're out of time for this morning's Freshly Pressed on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. I want to appreciate every single person for dropping a comment, for calling us on the studio lines, and even those that are silent listeners that tune in but don't contribute. We appreciate you for tuning in and staying tuned too. We'll be back on Thursday, Hakim Karim and I. In the meantime, thank you once again and have a fantastic rest of your day. Last words, don't run Thank you for having me here. (laughs)
This is Fresh 107.9 FM Abel Kuta. I am Rola Kibele Oderin D. Have a fantastic rest of your day. You're listening to 107.9 Fresh FM. Broadcasting worldwide, the latest hits and the greatest memories. Fresh. Fresh. 107.9 FM. Yeah.